Hey everybody, you're listening to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast where we talk about everything local and beyond. I am John Yamasato, your host, and joining me today is Kyle Shimabukuro. How's it? And Devin Nicoba. Ew. And actually, we have Sunway here. She's an early bird. She's so good. You know, like normally people are late, but she's... Well, I told her one o'clock, but she lives really close. Yes, I'm really close. Siri told me eight minutes. Okay. And uh, before we begin, we want to remind our listeners of all the ways they can stay in touch with the show. There's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just look for high, at High Sessions. Then you have SoundCloud, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. You can email us at highsessions at yahoo.com. And we'd like to give a shout out to Israel Leas, who is our new patron to our Patreon Yay. channel. Thank you, Israel. Oh, yeah, claps now. Uh, if you'd like to help the show and get more music on our channel, please go to patreon.com and donate. Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N. There you can get more involved with the show and help determine who and what is filmed. So Sunway is a singer, musician, uh, dancer? Songwriter. I think you're a dancer, too. Like, dancer? Do you have a dancing pat? No, okay. Internet lies. <laughs> who told you can, that? Yeah, at the live gigs, she will She will sometimes cut a rug. Okay, all right. Yeah, okay, I'll yeah. bust a move once yeah. in a while. Okay, you can find Not her really. music on iTunes and Spotify. Thank you, Sunway, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And um, I have some Sunway stories that I can share a little later. Oh, but, Lord uh, God. <laughs> yeah, but, okay. but uh, right now, how, how, are you, how are the guys doing? How are you doing, Dev? Doing fine. Or do you have a new general manager at your Yes, we do. Thank you. Okay. Must be a John, nice guy. For that. Yeah, very nice guy. We just met him. That's why I thought it was going to be late today. Oh, okay. Because it's one of those things, GM's sitting there and he's talking and you go, yes. Mm, yes. yes. So I had no agree. questions. I just, yeah, I said, cool. Yeah. I have a, um, what's wrong with you about meetings like that? Oh, okay. So, um. Are we doing that now? No, no, no. I just kind of brought, brought to my mind. Let's just do it now. So, so. Do you go to a lot of meetings? You must have a lot of corporate meetings that you have to sit in and uh, stuff like that. No? Some, but I mean, it's radio. I know dude. Kyle doesn't because he works in his pajamas. <laughs> I used to. Would not just He used bibs? to have meetings. Yeah. I used to have meetings. Oh, you, oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. But now he tries to avoid them like the plague. Yeah. I, I always get uh, thrown off by the person who... It's like, you know, the meeting's wrapping up. Mm-hmm. They're about to end it. And then someone will ask a question or come in with a new topic. And it's, you know, the thing's supposed to end at 2 and it's like one fifty-eight, And you're just like, frick. You know, damn, we we're just about to get out of here. And then you get this person that, you know, I was thinking, um, what if we did this? And it's like, oh, my God. Now it's another 20 that's minutes. That's exactly what they sound like, too, when yeah. they do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's my what's wrong with you. Right? Yeah. Those are the guys that don't want to go to where they need to be. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, yeah. I just so don't think just they have any, you know, like... Stretch um, it out and have, you know... Maybe concept. they're working up the nerve to say something. Maybe. But just just save it for after the meeting. You can, <laughs> you can, you can go talk to whoever's in charge on your own, you know? Because it typically doesn't have to do with the rest of the group. It's a personal oh, story see. that they uh. have. Oh, yeah, you know, I thought that uh, George from accounting, you know, when he comes down and he in the coffee machine and whatever uh-huh. like, oh my god can we just get on <laughs> see, with this life this is side of John you don't get to see unless you listen to the podcast man <laughs> okay alright so now that we checked in with everybody Sunway how are you what, what's, what's up with you nowadays I know you're still gigging and, and singing as usual still gigging and, and singing thankfully um, yeah 
being that there's not a whole lot of venues for the kind of stuff that I do. Yeah, Gordon Beers just shut down. Yeah. Yeah. What's going to happen now? Yeah, we were talking about What's that. What's going to happen She now? was supposed to play Gordon Beers this weekend. Kevin was like <laughs> our special guest. Like, oh, no. And, and bands Your husband learned, had to learn a song. Everybody learns a song for you. <laughs> That's probably so. why Gordon Beers shut down. No. <laughs> Nicole no. was going to play. Uh, let's just shut pull it down plug, this week. Pull the plug. <laughs> I yeah, know. I mean, where are the spots now that you've been playing? And I play the hotels, so I, I'm a, like, I'm a lounge lizard at this point. Okay, okay, okay. Which I'm, I'm perfectly happy with. It's what so hotels I'm, do you play at? The Hiltons. Oh, okay. The Hiltons. <laughs> 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 and anywhere else, you know, but then, and then just whatever pops up. But Gordon Biersch was sort of that unique venue because there are no longer full band uh-huh. right venues. right that was yeah. a one it, like an actual stage yeah. Yeah. yeah unless you go way out to the west side right so right. Mm-hmm. Uh, which i i don't like to do because so. <laughs> as a performer you want to kind of crank it every once in a while you want to get out and have live drums and just you need, be loud I, the right? drummers on this island i don't know what they're doing it's right, like, right right I mean, it's, yeah. it's probably pretty serious actually there's not a lot of opportunity for them mm. on a you know regular consistent basis mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. well it also doesn't help that whenever you're playing you always have the best drummer that's yes. out there you know what i mean <laughs> that's like, true you, it's always creamy the crop was playing always. for you so yeah yeah really <laughs> that really they're doesn't so help good. <laughs> <laughs> but you know she's people like todd yukimoto come out and play with her and stuff right, 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 there's right, just right. world-class um artists and musicians that come out so it's it's amazing to watch them play live and what was uh devin's part that he never will be able to perform now devin was gonna sing which you won't do for love and wow what was the other one maxwell Maxwell? yeah maxwell maxwell Maxwell. wow yeah but he gets up and yeah oh yeah i've seen him yeah with my band though yeah 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 with her band it's it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun because you can just go Guitar, <laughs> yeah, solo, right? <laughs> solo, solo. It's it's funny though. Um, uh, I've been going to um, work play. Uh, okay. in oh, Macau, work play right? side, yeah, yeah, and they do live karaoke, and it's been kind of interesting. The band because that band is made up of all guys, you know. Okay. Right? Oh yeah, that's right. You were talking. Know. Yeah. We, uh, saw Mikey, uh, Mark there. Yeah, Denver, but yeah. I think um, that uh, I've only seen that sort of live karaoke being done maybe on the mainland. mainland. They don't really do it here. Because well, it's hard. It's not it's easy It's a live band. They have, a, they have a list and you pick a song. Yeah, and you pick a song off the list and they play that song. What do they do oh, about keys? Awesome. Do you have to know a key or do they just listen? They just, they listen. They that's, listen to whatever wow, you start at impressive. and then they, they start going. And, and, and See, most of the time really actually, good. most of the time they start out maybe a step lower just because most just people think they can hit the record key <laughs> but they really can't. And so they're like, eh, we're bringing down just a step. And then, is there lyrics or you gotta no, know you the gotta, song? No, you gotta come up oh, you gotta with know the lyrics. The song. Yeah, you gotta know the song or um, a lot of people, they've got a little iPhone. thing that you can put your phone into so you can you can sing along with the band. But it's uh, it's impressive to, to watch them work. But That's not easy. They don't get, no, it's not. they also don't get a lot of opportunity to kind of cut loose and do stuff. And I'm so used right. to playing with you suddenly. Because everybody cuts loose. Yeah, because everybody cuts loose. But it's also because, you know, the, the majority of the time you get up and you sing the song, but then you go solo. Solo. So like everybody get up and do a solo and oh, it's really? cool. Everybody yeah. solos in every song. Oh, on, on your, your like, oh, yeah, yeah, on her stuff. Yeah, yeah. everybody yeah, gets yeah, up and solos sense. and it's it's terrific. And you, I get to sit back and listen to these these um, amazing Monsters. musicians just yeah. go for it. And so you just go, yeah. So now when I do the thing at workplace, the band goes, oh, okay, who's Devin gonna call on next? Because <laughs> I'm singing the song like 
go. <laughs> so You're so used to it. Yeah, I mean, I'm so used to it. But they, I think it it gives the musicians a chance to stretch because otherwise exactly. they're they're playing the song within right, right, sort right. of the record or they're trying to keep up with somebody. Like they did, baby got back for some guy, some poor guy, and really, was, it. You know what? It sounded great, but they had to play it. You know. Dun 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 dun. Because <laughs> he just there was no way he was going to keep up with that pace. Right, so right, it was, right. It was it was interesting. But uh, you know, uh, I, what, what night is that? I got to go watch that. Uh, it's Mondays. It's Mondays. Uh, Mondays play, and, work play. And it's nice too because it's from seven to ten, so it's early. Like you start early, yeah, they end at ten, early. and you're done, and you're is home. It crowded. Sleep. Last night was bananas. Last night was really busy. But what, you know, what are you doing? Are you hosting it? Or you no, just... no, no. I just go and enjoy the ambiance. It's just nice. Maybe you should host it. It's also nice because it's casual. Maybe they need a host. Yeah, maybe nah. they do need a host. No, a but singing, the, dancing the, the guy host. who sings is the uh, uh, Jared. The guy who sings uh, actually performs at Tahiti. Oh, on okay. Wednesdays, I believe. Oh, Tahiti Ray. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. I, I probably met him before. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. But it's uh, yeah, it's it's really it's a neat vibe place. Very cool. Um, yeah, and so stage. Yeah, there's a stage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why I thought of it because there's a stage. There's a stage. There's a stage. There's lights. You know, the whole thing. So yeah, it's cool. So Sunway, when you play at the Hiltons and whatnot, do you get to meet a lot of people? That's or- all I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so people must come back, right? They visit yeah. again, and then they come down and check you out and yeah. come listen to the music. That's so interesting. You've had it's people really for nice. years, right? Have for years. Back. I mean, I'm old, so it's like dec- decades. <laughs> You definitely don't look old. But, yeah. but no, but they, you know, and a lot of people are like the um, snowbirds. Yes. So they'll yes. come every year when it gets cold wherever they're from. And then they come back and they, either they stay in the same hotel every time or they seek out familiar music and familiar faces right, that they know. Right, right. So it's really nice, actually. So it's you've been, really nice. You've been playing at the hotels longer than you have at Gordon Beers around the same time. I think, that's a good question. No, I think Gordon Beers was longer. Oh, okay. I, st- I was at Gordon Beers. From the beginning, the ni- beginning, was it the nineties? Yeah, the uh, late nineties, right? Yeah, that's when right. they had like I, that tent. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. I have some. Cra- that was when it was nuts. I had really? some crazy experiences on that stage. Well, I'd like to hear one. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why they have you on? The one that stands out the most for me, and it was when that that first <laughs> little stage was there. I think it was that. Maybe it was the, when they first put up the big stage, but um, we were playing Mardi Gras. Oh, okay. And oh. All right, so it, I remember Mardi Gras Aloha Tower was just mental. Yeah. Right, right. Right? And it was hundreds of people. And I had my big band at that time, too. And it's always, it's I don't know how to say this, but it's always show your, right? Right, 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 right. right. That's Mardi Gras, right? Show your tits. Don't worry. It's yeah. A, yeah, it's a podcast, so you can swear if you need to. Well, show your tits, right? There you go. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's freeing, isn't it? Well, I just how I talk all the time. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but so it's, it's supposed to be for, uh, for your tits <laughs> show your tits and um, so people were doing that whatever it happens all the time and I've never been invited I've missed that was the time that was the time all these years yeah. but for, so for some reason we had a bunch of Japanese male tourists right in front of the stage just <laughs> dancing and going crazy okay. and they misinterpreted what that meant and all of a sudden they were like up on stage with us which is okay i've, I've always allowed people to come up on stage within limits except for one time um but so all these men were up on stage and dancing and really really drunk and then all of a sudden 
sudden, I look over to my right, and one of the guys had just pulled down his pants. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so he's just waving himself around. <laughs> and, and I'm just like... I've never really known how to react to that sort of stuff, so I just keep singing, and he's just waving himself in the wind, and <laughs> and then then his friends get all inspired, and everybody's got started pulling down their pants, <laughs> and my mom was in the audience, <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know, I don't know, but I think eventually security came, but it was those kind of gigs. That was the wow, beginning. Wow, that is a wild. It was gig. that wild. is a wild gig. It was wild. There were so many people at that time. I and guess because you play party music, people, you're at the parties a lot. I don't yeah. know. Oh, yeah. I think it's the alcohol, honestly. <laughs> yeah. And the, a, these were tourists, so, you know. Right. They, what they're, they're here the to, Yeah, they're state. here to let loose. At least they didn't get arrested. They could, they could have yeah, arrested. yeah, they could. Well, I think, I don't know. That's party girl. Wasn't think, well, that impressive? <laughs> <laughs> I think people understand they're drinking and having a good time and all that, you know. It was it was brief. It's not like they were doing it for fifteen minutes. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. It was like it was a a moment of shock and then security. But the tradition in Mardi Gras is topless. Yes, mm-hmm. not right. bottomless though. I don't think. You but they're not from here, well, dude. It they don't change. They don't, I think. they don't know. They don't know what. Uh, <laughs> Lost in the translation. They don't, <laughs> they don't know what the what the, the They were just is. like, oh, we're yeah, just taking like, off yes. our clothes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe they really was... wanted beads. Maybe. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. At least they didn't ask you to hang it on them. So that's <laughs> oh, been worse. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. See where you go? Well, See where you go? It's when you and I are in a room <laughs> together. It's what happens every single time. Yes. All right. So um, I, I don't know if you want to talk about this. So we can always cut this out. Mm-hmm. But um, you released an album in, in 1995. 95? Yeah, I had a hard time finding the Sunway album from 1995. It had Troy Fernandez on it. That was the first one. But yeah, the first one. I want to know the story behind that because I really like that album and really? I people, had it. People liked it. Yeah, yeah. and like um, there was a young John Yamasato walking through Tower Records and Sunway is like straight bam right on the cover. And uh, is, is this the red one? Yeah, I have, a, I, I have a picture of it. Oh, that's weird. I had to like... <laughs> It's just screensaver. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's all good. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, wow. Yeah, that was the first one. That picture. Yeah, we'll post it up on our like, High four. Sessions Instagram. And so I'm walking around Tower Records, and I see this cover, and Sunway's just right there, and I'm like... It makes you want to buy it without even knowing what I know, music I'm like, it is, right? wow, what is this? <laughs> and then so I start thinking, um, I don't want to buy this just because there's a pretty girl on the cover, you know? Uh-huh. But as I keep going, because I used to buy a CD every week over Tower Records. Wasn't that, that was the best? Thing. Yeah. Tower uh-huh. was just... I would the, just, listening, the listening stations. The listening were. stations. Yeah. So and I that it was in, open yeah. all the time. And you had, yeah. you know, the homeless people. So that every so often you had to make sure you wiped off the headset thing. Well, you're talking about the KMOKU one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, the listening stations, yeah. So then, you know, but after a while I was like, I'm going to buy the CD. Mm. I'm just so I'm you, so intrigued. Is it, were there no credits on the back? Did it not say who was on it? I don't remember. I should know. I don't, I don't remember. remember either it's <laughs> freaking yeah. ancient history. It doesn't say which Troy Fernandez on the cover. It, it no, no, yeah, it doesn't say anything about Troy no, Fernandez. No, but I think it has the players somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. And then I started listening to it, and I was like, I, I like this CD, you know. And I used to be in my regular rotation uh-huh. of really? stuff. Really? Yeah, yeah. So, Omg. And then, then, but it was right when Kyle Crater Boys were coming out too. So yeah, because you guys were. Like, so so it was like uh, oh um, 
Trey Fernandez is on the CD too. You know, so mm. that that kind of so what what how did that all come about? Like uh, even even go further back than that. Like, are you born here, raised here? Yeah. Uh, high school. Everything here. Okay. What what high school? <laughs> I, I never leave my house. What, uh, what high school did you graduate from? Kamehameha. Kamehameha. <laughs> We've only had Kamehameha alumni on this podcast That's so true. far. Yeah. Except really? Jake. Yeah, you're breaking the string. No, yeah. Why? Well, we had Sean Pimentel, Lehua Kalima, and uh, uh, Skylar Kamaka yeah. all in a row, all Kamehameha grads. But Jake Jake was on. He's from Kamaki. <laughs> and Roby grew up in Germany. I, I was... Tavanis Kaiser. So. I, well, I grew up in town pretty much. But okay. then stuff happened and I started moving all around but I was mostly always sort of probably around where you guys all were around because okay so that was so in the mid 90s it was oh gosh it was like that at the time it was called Jawaiian right 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 mm. and it was everybody playing this sort of new hybrid sound of reggae and pop yeah reggae right? reggae mm-hmm. yep yeah yeah, yeah. Ooh, ukulele based right safe right. to say that right, right yep mm-hmm. and with this record like i was singing so i was singing with butch Helimano. oh okay. that okay there we Get, go oh my god okay. i gotta think so were you on uh, butch, <laughs> were, you, were you on butch's album then yeah i was on a bunch of his records oh okay yeah so um i when did i start with butch i answered an ad in the newspaper wow oh for background singers that's that's the Oh, not I wouldn't say olden days, but I remember this that. is the olden days. No, absolutely. They had the um, what's the one that used to come out every Wednesday, the midweek? No, not the midweek, but there was another yes. thing that just it was like all the coffee shops and bars. They're just like oh, this what tabloid. Was that I forget what like it was penny called. Penny saver, something like that. <laughs> but you could put in ads in there. So I, w- I put in ads in there for like bandmates and stuff. But I, this was day. like in the advertiser, or whatever. It was oh, at okay. The time. Wow. Okay. Star. Advertiser? Okay. No, that's yeah. what we have. Yeah, yeah, Wait, what was it? Star Bulletin. The Hollow Advertiser. Okay, sorry. Yeah. So it was actually in the classified section of the newspaper, the okay, daily okay. paper. Wow. And I answered an ad and I drove out to Waimanalo. Waimanalo? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I auditioned at somebody's house. Actually, <laughs> it was at Bumpy Kanahele's house. Wow. Okay, wow. Okay. Because he was managing Butch. And For those of you who don't know who Butch Helemano is, he's like the Godfather, yeah. like Hawaiian reggae, like yeah. the yes. original, yeah, totally. like full was, on reggae guys from yeah. Hawaii, yeah. Wave Rider, Wave Rider, yeah, yeah. and he is a character. Yes, like he, he he's lived he's he's lived quite a life. <laughs> yeah, many lives. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So so okay okay so c- please continue because but he was the great you know because that was like my first. I, if I go way, way back, like if I even go back further, where I really probably started was Brown Bags to Stardom. Okay, all right. Okay. And then... For what school? I keep trying to pin her down to what uh, school. Kalani. Kala, Kala, oh, Kalani. No, I Punahou and Kalani. Okay, That's all right. She okay, went, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, but I did it for several different schools because oh. I was in different bands. Okay, okay. Um, but so it was I-94? Yep. Is that right? Yep. And they used to have me go and sing like at shopping centers to right, right, right. karaoke it. tracks and stuff after you did the after you went they, the, give, yeah, they give you a recording quote unquote contract and you do your karaoke track thing yep I right. remember that those days and so because they're looking for the next Glenn Medeiros yeah back it was then. kind of like that yeah yeah so mm-hmm. I was just singing wherever and then I answered this ad for Butch okay and then I got that gig Singing back up with two other girls, okay. and my girlfriend joined at the same time because um, 
that's Anala Garcia. Okay. Which is Sonny Garcia's ex-wife. Okay, okay. And then another girl, Amber Ricci, who is also a singer. Do you know Amber? I, I don't know Amber. You probably do know Amber. Okay. She she does more like pop jazz stuff. Okay. So the three of us became members of the players of instruments. Okay. Although okay. we played no instruments. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we played your, you know, your vocal. Our vocal chord. instrument. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And so that's, I was singing with him and he was just blowing up and he was huge and we right. were constantly gigging and somebody saw me with him. Okay. And said there are these Japanese producers who are interested in uh, making a record with you. Okay, okay. I was so young, I did not know what that meant. Sure, sure. Absolutely didn't. I was like, sure, whatever. <laughs> so what, what age is this probably? You're still in high school? I think this was like 17 Okay, or still in high school, all right. Oh God, yeah. And then, so I, they asked if I had a demo tape, an actual <laughs> demo tape on a cassette, right? Yeah, right, right. And I right. did, because I had done that with another producer here who wanted, a demo for some reason I actually had one right so I gave it to them and they were like okay we're gonna do a record and then they sent me this contract and I was I was very much on my own I was doing this on my own sure. and thankfully at that time um, I was also singing in the Don Ho show okay and Haumea Ho okay okay uh, he she helped me to get that looked over carefully and, okay okay good and also Don Ho right and so then I signed onto that one, one contract first, and did that record. Okay. And then how did they I get? Think. And who produced that? Because how did Troy Fernandez get this, lumped into this so project? Th the, uh, the producers were from the mainland. Oh. Mark Cass and George Cockle. Okay. And then ex Japanese executive producers. Okay. 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 On the JVC label. Okay. So I think it came down from Japan. They they, they wanted, wanted a ukulele. specific oh, yeah, sound or something. Specific okay. sound. And then these producers found the players. Oh, okay. And so I didn't know anything. Did about you did I you pick the nothing. songs or No. Oh no. interesting. You know how they did it? So like I was um, scheduled to come over to record the record and then they sent me demos um, with like a a MIDI melody line and then the lyric sheet and I, I like basically learned it over on the plane. So it's original songs written by... No, no, there were a lot of covers. There were covers. A lot of covers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but there was a couple of original songs on there. There were a few. There. Yeah. Some, some nice ones actually. Yeah. Now that I listen back. I wish I knew what happened to that CD. Do you have the CD still? That, a hard copy of it? Or no, I the mean even digital, digital recordings of it? I digitized it. Oh, okay. Well, well, we'll talk after this uh, podcast over. I get. I don't know if I'm supposed to buy. Give it to everybody. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, well, we'll, we'll talk about. Is that wrong? As your number one fan. Oh no, wow! I just. I all I did was I just made them into MP3s. Yeah, yeah and that's because what I, people want, are looking for mm, it all the yeah. time. Yeah, that's and what they, I do with the old pure heart stuff, and I just email it to them. Do you think that's wrong? Is this unethical? Uh, I mean, what if John's the wrong guy to ask? What, about else, what, what else are you going to do with it at this point? <laughs> Well, it's, and it's, I, not, and also, it's not like though, we're the Beatles. But the technology <laughs> no. didn't exist at that time, so there's nothing in those contracts that says you can't do that. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And you're not That's making true. money off of it. Nobody not a cent. I didn't make a yeah. cent back then either. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's not true. That's a lie. <laughs> so that, that's my, my personal feeling on it. Yeah, so th that CD comes have, out. I have, yeah, you can have it if you like it that much. Sure. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> That TV came out in 95, I remember. And then, then in 96, uh, a young John Yamasato and Jake Shimabukuro go to the birthday bash. 
And uh, it was the only birthday bash, KCCN birthday bash, that I think was at the Blaisdell. It wasn't at the Shell. Wow, I don't even mm. remember that one. Yeah. And Sunway, pl- you played at that. I did? Yeah, at the Blaisdell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <Yeah>. Cool. I, <laughs> how was I? <laughs> was it good? Was it okay? Yeah. We, both Jake and I walked out of there like, Kyle Crater Boys are great. Yeah. Yeah. And Sunway. Really? Those are the two people Wait, that we were talking Blaise about. Blaisdell Arena. Blaisdell Arena, yeah. Uh, I, it I was at the it. arena? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. I've had to have been at the arena because there were so many people. Yeah. We do, it was a kind of we a did, it was we did a Were you there? No, Devin was no, not I there was yet. Not. Okay. No, well, I mean, I was at the station, but I was I was doing part time and something, so probably. Because I'm still in high school at this point. Yeah. Right, and I was four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very young. Very young. So anyway, that's my. So I've always had this. Uh, so wait, you guys played too? No, this is before Pure Heart. It was before. Yeah. Well, I, I thought mean, Kaal, Pure Heart. No, we're, we're, we're after them. Oh, you're, you're young. Maybe yeah. about so you're young. four or five years late, later. Yeah, okay. I'm not that young. Yeah, they're doing the um, like the whole new. Okay, yeah. I thought it was all the same. There's that second wave of people wave, that came you know? in. See, I yeah. my mind like my memory is like it's just one big lump of. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I think of that Hawaiian reggae. Hawaiian island reggae mm-hmm. sound. Uh-huh. I just sort of lump it at the 90s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, well, yeah. Although, I mean, there's people like uh, Butch Helimano and like Brother Walta. Mm-hmm. That was kind of before, you know, certain people. Yeah. And then, then when Capenna. When did it start? You know, when did they start? Like the 80s? They must have started in the 80s. Yeah. Because 80s. Not, yeah. in the 80s. 90s already, you yeah. got Brother Walta. And so when that. did the sound start? Capenna, I think, was back in like in the 87. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. The first album 80. was like 86, 87, right? Copano. Well, I think the original quote-unquote start would be like the 70s because the bands like the Peter Moon Band and um, yeah. um, Country Comfort and even like, Kalap- you know, I don't know about Kalapana, but, you know, they started doing that little bit of reggae and, and stuff within the Hawaiian genre and that kind of led to reggae, reggae. I don't know. Yeah. That would be my guess. When was Brother Nolan's album? That Native was Native News was, was the first yeah. Native News was reggae album in the 80s. Yeah, that's that all 80s. Yeah, that was 80s. Yeah. Oh, so was, good. Yeah, a lot of people give him credit for pioneering that sound too. Yeah, yeah he that's made true. it very pop. Like Coconut Girl was right, right, right. It was yeah. so accessible. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And that once so people great. heard that, they went, oh, oh, oh this is something. Yeah, cool. this is something. They married cool. it with, uh, then, they, then they found uh, uh, Bob Marley and all that. Was it called Rosie's Cantina? Where it had like yes. Yeah. Back in the day, where you'd watch like Brother Walter yes. and everybody play there. I could. I never went there, but I remember hearing about it. I remember it. going there and watching all those Jubilees. Tracks. Jubilees. Uh, <gasps> yeah, I don't know. Oh. I remember, so, I remember yeah, being we in Waikiki a lot of those times. Yeah. Someone, someone texted me or messaged me on Instagram like. Right, you guys' podcast is becoming back to the 90s. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> change the subject. Change the subject. Every time we talk, it goes back to that time, you know? But hey, it was a great time. It was a great it, time. It's, hard, though, it's easy to reminisce about it because yeah. it was such a cool... Well, it's good to know history, too, as far when, when you're talking about music and, and the way it evolves. Right, And right. What the current sound that you have now has always got a little bit of something from the past. So you know? who was your influence back in the day? Back in, the, uh, in what sense? In as a singer or as reggae or as, as just music in general. It, at that time, I was highly influenced, probably by just great singers like Whitney Houston and okay. Mariah Carey and um, even Barbara Streisand, all of that. But then I st- 
What? Oh, no, no, <laughs> making sure you're close enough to the mic. Oh, am I? I'm all. sorry. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and then, but actually, then, Sunway's got a very nice speaking voice. Yes, she does. And it's very clear. Like, it's it comes loud. Very... Well, I, I feel like whenever there's a microphone, I try to be. Yeah, but even heard. when you speak softly, like you're, it, I don't know, you must have a good resonance or something because it comes out. Devin was just asking whether we could hear you or not. Can you hear me, Devin? Well, I don't know, because he keeps fiddling with the knobs over <laughs> here. So I'm like, stuff. does she need to speak louder? Turn it up, Kyle. Kyle's soft. Oh, because Kyle's not close enough yeah, to the mic. Kyle's lean, leaning He's back. Relaxed. Over there. Oh, okay. yeah. He's being relaxed. She's anyway, relaxed. sorry. Is this better? I forgot yeah. what we were talking musical about. Musical influence. Oh, musical influence. So, yeah, so the great, you know, just the great singers, all of them, all the way back to like Aretha Franklin and Gladys Knight, a lot of soul. Uh huh. But then also, you know, like I said, like Barbara Streisand and regular pop vocalists. But then as you get older, right, you get influences from your friends. And right. that's when all the other stuff came in. So just everything. I listened to everything. But I just liked pop radio so much. Mm. I loved pop radio. Mm. Okay, so keeping in line with that, uh, the question I always end up asking, uh, your three uh, Desert Island Discs. Oh, jeez. Oh, but you can't do any best of. Yeah, it cannot be best album. It has to be an actual album. I like John Mayer's Battle Studies. Mm. Interesting. Um, that's the first one that pops into my head that I can listen to over and over and over and over again because of the compositions, but also because of sonically how it sounds. Mm. Whoa, it's so great. Um, uh, that Seal record. Uh, the first one? The first one. Oh, okay. That, what is the it? The white was one with right? yeah. leg. Yeah. Like this, seal. Down. It's just called Seal, right? Yeah, yeah I, I think, think so. so. Yeah, yeah that yeah. has um, Future Love Paradise, that one. Is that okay. the one that has Crazy on it? Crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that one. Um, and then probably the first... Oh, it's hard to say. Um, any one of the police records. Oh, mm. wow. Good choice. Mm. Interesting. The police made the, the genius move that they never announced the breakup. They just all started doing separate things. And Did so, they actually break up? Well, yeah, they, they broke up for a while. Yeah, yeah they, they didn't. They called they, it a breakup? But they didn't really they call never it called it a breakup. Yeah, so it's not really they a breakup. They just kind of gave just, each other the finger and then walked away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, actually, in 1984 or five, I went to the Synchronicity Tour concert at the Low Stadium. Wow. Yeah. That was 85. Brian Adams, Police, Stevie Ray Vaughan, and oh, I, forget. I forget who else. What an no. amazing lineup. And it was also billed as their last concert. Okay, okay. Because, really? Yeah, because yeah. that was yeah. the last, was the last tour on of the Synchronicity We're tour. always the last on the tour. Yeah. 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 And they, they played there, oh, and it was billed as like the last concert the police would ever play. Okay. And Rolling Stone magazine was down there doing a story on it. That's how special that night was. Mm. So That's cool. they kind of did announce that it was, it was their oh, really? last concert. Well, Sting was doing his own thing by then, and he, right, they right. all hated each other. So Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I like the Eagles, too. Sorry. Mm. That, that, oh. Anything by the Eagles would yeah. be yeah. yeah. See, yeah. I found a way to cheat. You can't go best of, but nobody said live, and Eagles Live would probably be the album. That yeah. Oh, man. That is a cheat. That's not cheating. Nobody <laughs> said best of. This is live. Eagles Live. I know. Oh, my goodness. I listened to the thing back and front for Ever. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. So good. Just the I can't even recite what they would be saying before yeah. the song. Okay, so so Butch Halimano, and then you end up uh, just over time just moving on from that. From Butch? Yeah. Oh, you got the record deal. Yeah. So you did your record. Did a record. And then just kept playing. So it's just been a, a, a music journey ever since. Yeah, thankfully, thank God. Do you find it kind of hard? Because um, the pop stuff 
while it's popular, well, quote unquote, popular music, and worldwide it's popular music. In Hawaii, it there's not as much, um, I don't want to say opportunity, because it's not the uh, most, um, I don't know what the word am I looking for, popular type. It's not. You, you um, there's in, not in too much venues for it. It's, right. It's there's not, not that much. It's not going vi- to make the radio anything. It's not going to make the radio. Not anymore. You kind of get lost in this, like, yeah, you're not going to make the radio. Um, you can play it live, but the local audience is going to gear more toward the, the reggae right. sound and stuff right. like that. So to find places where you can fit in. Oh, definitely. It's been awful. It's been really hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so, so it's the but, music that you love, but right, but where you currently are physically it's not the music of the area, so right. you had to kind of make your own. And th- is that how the the lounge stuff came up? Um, well, I af- okay, so I did the the Hawaiian reggae thing for a long time, and uh, subsequently I had one, two, th- three, three more, three or three more records. I got signed to a larger deal. I didn't fulfill the entire deal, but I did several records for the company, and they all had that sort of reggae influence. But I think the the difficulty was that I was very young when it all happened, and sure. I had not um, decided what I liked. I had uh, a, I had a corporation essentially telling me this is what you're going to do, mm, right. and and although I'm I'm really grateful for and for the experiences um, musically, I was. I was being influenced by so many other things and I wanted to explore that. And they, of course, they didn't want to do that. That's not how they're going to make money and I understand right. that too. So it was a, it was a tough time because I had to decide was I going to sit with that label forever because it was like this seven, eight record deal mm-hmm. and it self-perpetuated and, you know, this whole thing. Yeah. And so, or was I just going to stop and do what I wanted to do? And I, I decided that I would just pursue kind of gigging Mm-hmm. Which is what I was doing with I had I a band at that point, and um, I, somehow it had crossed that I was doing these records and I got hired at this club called Kentos. Did you ever hear of Kentos? No, I haven't heard of Kentos. This was my very first like super ultra professional house gig, okay. and it was at the Hyatt. Um, I don't know what's there now. There's nothing in the space, but it was at the Hyatt Regency at the time, and I worked there five nights a week singing in this band. It was a Japanese-owned club doing um, 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s music. Okay, okay. And by then, it was so much fun. And musically, for me, just for me personally, musically, more challenging, more interesting, um, I was just sort of gravitating towards moving in that direction, which turned into, like, cover stuff. Mm -hmm. But then also went into just sort of just trying new sounds and new things and moved me away from the reggae. Mm. So it, that's when the covers and the gigging around happened. The money was really good at that time. Mm, for live stuff. Yeah. And I was, what, 20-something years old? Right. And so I just went with that. But it was also the economy was booming at right, that point, right, too. Right, right, right. Um, so I just kept gigging and gigging and gigging and gigging and gigging and gigging and gigging <laughs> and gigging and gigging and gigging. And gigging. <laughs> never stopped. A few decades, yeah. 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 And and then you know did other cool things along the way. Too. You you take a break and do some albums in between. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Did some other stuff. So too. how much albums have you done? I think five. Oh okay. Five. Yeah. It's funny. She said um, the 50s, 60s. Wait, 50s, 60s, 70s. Yeah. I I. I always tell people I feel old because 
I remember when Crater would do hits of the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Crater FM. Yeah. And then it became hits of the 80s, (laughs) 90s, and now. Crater (laughs) FM. And now it's like hits of the 90s and whatever. And the aughts. My my 90s are slowly fading away from time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's going into different decades. You know what's weird is I remember going to my orthodontist in in like intermediate school and of course Kumu is on right right and then you listen to like bread (laughs) (laughs) Dan Fogelberg and all kinds of stuff and now when you listen to Kumu it's like Devin and Matchbox 20 (laughs) and stuff and you go oh my god now you go to the dance office you're listening to that Right. Yeah. yeah. That's oldies now. Yeah. That's oldies. When you go to Longs and it's playing in the over your head exactly. kind of stuff, it's like, oh man. Yeah. You ever have anybody? This has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about. But when yeah. you're in Longs and the overhead music is playing and somebody starts singing next to you like super loud, oh, yeah. <laughs> the employees sing next to me. Sometimes you ever sing in fight longs. them? Like I had this girl. <laughs> I had this girl. <laughs> I was like, she, she, we were like looking at greeting cards or something. I don't remember what was playing, but something that was really riffy. And she was just like, and I was like, oh, okay. And then, and then, and then she was like getting closer and then she's like fully like going for it. And I just was like, do you want to sing fight? Like, like is this a, are, is, are you issuing a challenge? Maybe, <laughs> maybe she so knew who weird. you were and was it trying was to show you up. But it's happened more than once. Really? Huh. Never yeah. happens to me. Never happens okay, never to mind. me. Yeah. Wow. She must have recognized you. I don't know. And goes, there she is. I'm going to show her that. She's like, I want to show Sunway what I got. Yeah. So she can yeah. recognize my talent. And then call know. me felt, up on stage. Felt aggressive. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, it, I just didn't know. I just, it's happened a few times. No. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, I can't think of anything like that. I did have a guy come up to me one time. I was at a karaoke bar. And then this guy came out and he's like, hey, are you John Yamasato? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, I'm, I won't say his name. And he's like, you know, I know you don't know who I am, but I'm really, I, I'm a huge guy in Japan. Like, I'm from here, but we're really big in Japan. And he was trying to explain to me, like, what his band was and all that kind of stuff. And at the time, I wasn't, it was soon after PR had broken up, so I wasn't playing music at all. I just kind of was out of the scene, you know. And sure enough, I looked them up later, and they're a big deal. And Who they're in it? Japan. No, I won't say their name, but uh, yeah, they're these local guy, local guy from here. But he's up there. And was it um, Vance? No, it wasn't Vance. Oh, it wasn't Vance. Okay, it wasn't Vance. Just but tell they, us they off play air. like stadiums and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you off air. They play at but, stadiums. Yeah. Exile. Yeah, they do like it's, but it's kind of like almost like a rap stuff. Yeah, mm. I know who you're talking about. I yeah, think. and I was like, oh wow, man, this guy was serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, he was just kind of telling me that you know they're they're trying to take that. Um, local sound and put it up there and stuff and so uh, he was very nice very nice guy and uh, he didn't ask you to like go on tour no 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 no. but but, uh, yeah he wasn't battling he wasn't sing battling me oh yeah that's not the same at all but okay yeah (laughs) okay so so you've been you've been gigging and so the other thing I wanted to ask about was so you have an unusual story you met your husband uh, who's not from here right (laughs) yeah um how did how did that come about? Oh, this is personal. <laughs> um, I thought that was an interesting story. That's why we just met online. Yeah. Yeah, through that's, music. Through mu- so, what did he like? Email you and say like, I have a a keyboard patch that 
I think would work with your vocal <laughs> singing. Or? No, he's a composer. Okay, okay. So he you, was looking for vocalists to um, record his tunes. Okay, because he was he had a writing partner at the time, um, a, a, um, a publishing deal, and they needed uh, demo singers for their songs. Was this from so, MySpace or something like that? This or? was my, this was MySpace. Yeah, because yeah. oh yeah, see yeah. MySpace. Yeah, you know I had I have had many friends meet on Facebook, MySpace. Mm. I mean it's common now. But MySpace is kind of known for musicians now, right? I, at that time, it was everybody like yeah. Musicians. Well, it was an earlier Facebook, right? I don't but even does MySpace even exist. Money. Yeah, I think and it's a lot of music. Really, really. Yeah. That's what I was. I I met a young kid and he referred to his MySpace and I was like, oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh I wow. Well, maybe he's just making a comeback. Justin Timberlake got involved with it. I think he's out though. I think he got involved and then he sold and out and so now he's not out. involved in it with it anymore. I know. All I know is the app doesn't work on my phone <laughs> anymore. Oh really? Yeah, I had to erase it. Oh, anyway, we're digressing. Yeah, so yeah. He, he saw you on MySpace, emailed you? He heard me. He heard my voice. Because well, you had demos on, had, your, on your page. I choked oh. yeah. Okay. And then he needed like my sound, I guess. That's, so. a, that's a smooth move. Like, I, I, <laughs> I don't, it really was not like that. <laughs> uh, no, I know, I know. But, uh, no. <laughs> but he was in the mainland at the time. No, no he was in, in Europe. Germany. Europe, and mm-hmm. then he yeah. flew here to meet you? No, not, no. 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 You just record here, you do it long yeah, distance, every, right? He, he still does that, like oh, that. He does okay. most he, of that, That's the, the thing that's funny about uh, her, her husband. Should we just say his name, or do you have to just refer to him as your husband? Because it, it feels weirder to... His name to, is Jörg Alfter. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but Jörg Super nice is, guy, by the yeah, way. He's super nice, but he's also really, really big in germany like i i had no idea oh. he is a multi-platinum yeah 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 he, wow. he's, he's huge in germany and he's so, not you well, well i don't know for me he's you know he, he's success- he was very, yeah, successful. very successful but so. people have a misconception of what that actually means because mm. it doesn't um he had he has, doesn't mean he has a lot of money exactly <laughs> that's what i'm trying to get to <laughs> i'll say it for you don't worry oh, man. i'll say it to you yeah say yeah it so it, and but you know, as far as like accolades and recognition, he got the major ones. So. Yeah, yeah. But he he he, never, he's a, he actually gave it away. What? Yeah, I was like, what? so like, where's your platinum record? <laughs> like, where do you put it? Like, well, I want to see it. And, and he gave it away. He gave it away to someone. I was like, oh, <laughs> why? What? I would be like sleeping with it. <laughs> he's actually a big part of high sessions. Like. um so when he he came to to do your your shoot, yeah, he was talking to Darren, who's our mm-hmm. mixing guy, and they were you know doing their uh, nerd thing with the effects and the, <laughs> the, the, the plugins and all that stuff. Uh-huh. I don't know any of that kind of stuff. And he's like, oh, I have these plugins that you can try, and I, I guess let Darren use them. And then ever since then, the sound was. Way better because Darren was able to use these plugins to help. Awesome. Oh. Yeah, well, so he, he's a huge, like, we owe him a huge thank you because um, it totally changed our. I mean, it sounded good before, but once he, we were able to have the equipment. Awesome. Um, good. Yeah. That's whatever. So, yeah, you're, thank you. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Wunderbar. <laughs> but but it's, it's interesting because, yeah, I, I have thought about that oh. since then. Yes. In that, how you guys met in. Because there's there's people online on YouTube that you see, right? That you know musicians all over the place, yeah. and it's right. like nowadays you can you can message them directly, and if yeah. there's a drummer that you like the way he plays, you can probably just send him the tracks. He can play on the tracks and mm. then send Absolutely. you back the thing. Mm. So it's it's a worldwide network now that you could literally use. So 
there's this uh, band called Scary Pocket that's on YouTube that I, I really adore. They're like the, my favorite thing right now. But one of the guys in the band, um, I messaged him on, on Instagram and he messaged me back and I've been asking him, oh, how do you shoot this and what do you guys do for that? And he's been super helpful. So the ability to just reach out and communicate with people nowadays is pretty amazing. That's cool. So that's what I was trying to get in. Accessibility. All, all, of that, so, all of that off of, hey, how did you meet your husband? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, wow, I didn't realize. So you guys, were, we get to that. you guys are recording long distance. Yes. And then what, when did you guys meet like face to face? Six or eight months in, I guess. Yeah, but you weren't dating or anything long no, distance. No, no. You just met as just... Just, yeah, I mean, that's kind of weird if you haven't been. <laughs> I don't know, there's long distance relationships. Oh, yeah, I mean, no? eventually, yeah. but it, it was just like, um, I should know these things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're, you're gonna be on the next podcast so that you can counter all these things your wife is saying. Well, he has a phenomenal memory. Yeah, he does. I do not. He does. I, I sincerely yeah. do not. I have a. <laughs> oh, I go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I, and this is this is like this is real stuff. I I do go to therapy, and there was a point in my life where I disassociated for okay, a long okay. time. Really? Yeah, and so that my memory is really not there, and oh. we're, we're pulling it back now. Oh, so. sorry to put you on the spot. Like no, that. it's okay. Yeah. It's good. It's probably really good for me to actually do that, and to actually have to explain why I can't remember a lot of things because mm. I just went somewhere else. And you know what? And there's nothing wrong with therapy because I have therapy. I, I love go, it. And I it go saved to therapy my life. too. It's awesome. Yeah, saved my it's life. it's well worth the time and the um, the mind. I don't know. Cleansing. So the, well, <laughs> mind yeah, cleansing. mind cleansing. But just Wash going, just going through things and just <laughs> trying to, you know, figure out why this happens and why that happens. Uh-huh. Yeah. Together. Yeah. yeah. It's totally, absolutely. it's totally fine. Yeah, it's like a workout for your brain. Mm-hmm. I could. But also too, I that. think you know, any chance you can get to um, to help you deal with your own stuff because right. life just gets life gets so crazy. Right. You know, especially if you're a musician and your whole life is dependent on. Uh, Performing and then oh uh, I lost my voice or oh I you know my the places where I perform are disappearing oh they're not gonna pay me enough money to go and do this thing I mean there's so many uh, things that are upon you it can make you want to curl up in a ball <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the fact that she's here and still doing it is uh, is quite I'm so yeah, grateful I I, uh, I I try to talk to a lot of younger singers now particularly the the girls because it's it's a wild world when you talk about you know Instagram and YouTube and right. they have to put themselves out in a manner that's really mm-hmm. I mean it's it's a little bit too open right, right. and um, yeah. nobody's teaching anybody how to protect themselves from all kinds of craziness oh yeah, yeah. so yeah <laughs> yeah what is, I mean what is your what is your advice that you give to to young singers I mean if they're doing YouTube, do you tell them, hey, do more live gigs if you can because the live gigs will help you? There are no live gigs for them to do. So. Mm. Right. They, um, a lot of people are just doing YouTube yeah. as their oh, live yeah. gig almost. I right? mean, things like Gordon Biersch or even in, the, in LBLE where I play, I'll have them come and sing with the guys so that they have an experience of, of singing with phenomenal musicians. Right. Because they've got to learn to stretch and they've got to learn to adapt mm-hmm. and um, just work on the fly. So. That's I offer my stage to anybody, really. That is very true. That's right. I'm kidding. I'm just joking. I shot Devin. But it's true. The um, you know, I I think 
and, and I can only speak for myself, but you know, singing with you and singing with like Harry and uh, and Jurg and whoever is playing with you uh, and Dave and stuff uh, taught me a lot about listening to other people play, and you know what I mean, knowing yeah. when to go in and knowing when to pull yourself back, yeah. uh, understanding tone and how things work, all of that stuff. It's really a lot it's of, really fascinating. A lot of the younger singers, if they don't get education in school. Because some of them do, right? There's some, right. There are mm. some good music programs. Mm. But if they don't get that, they don't know anything about how to work in a group environment. They mm. don't know, you know, like, you, you know. Yeah. Or even professionalism. Like, when you get up and you do your show with the full band, mm -hmm. it's a show. It's, it's a not, show. we're going to get up here and let's see what happens. I mean, every so often there'll be something that goes off the rails and yeah. you got to kind of pull At it back. At least once or twice. Yeah, yeah. right. But that's... But that's uh, the exception, not the rule. Yeah. And I notice uh, sometimes with other live acts, that's not the case. It's sort of just a shit show, and then all of a sudden, oh look, it's something. Okay, <laughs> yeah. you know. So. Yeah, the, I think it's just really important for anybody who wants to be a performer to know how to perform. Mm. You know, and where are they supposed to do that? If you sit at home and you just video yourself, or you have somebody video you, and you get to do it over and over again, right. it's not the same. Is adapting and even the and feeling of being on stage and, and, the, feeling, and yeah. the monitor coming at you and oh okay this is what it sounds like yeah. and when I play my instrument uh, it's funny because we um, so the company I work for we have a talent show every year and sometimes guys will play the guitar but they're, they've never played live, live. like plugged in right, and, and yeah. it, it totally feels different like you don't the guitar doesn't feel like it does when you're in your living room because you can't hear all the resonance because there's Absolutely. ambient noise right. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a little bit of a different feel, and they always go like, "Oh man, that was that was tough." And it's like, "Yeah, you just have to keep doing it over and over and over again, and then yeah. you kind of get the hang of it." Yeah, plugged it's, in. It's like that uh, we did that uh, at Kumu. We helped with uh, Kia TV's American Idol thing. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. So we gave we gave somebody who won that thing a silver ticket, so they basically could go straight through to the rounds where you meet uh, the people. But like you were saying, every every uh, like person who entered they all had to enter on youtube they had to send us a video okay wow. and then and then i and i didn't even think about this until you were just talking about it when when we did the final the final was at windward mall and they're yeah on a stage right yeah yeah on a stage and you had to put your track on or play your guitar and sing yeah. Right, and it was monitors and lights and cameras, and it became so a whole different. And some it's of them, one, uh, yeah. one, the kid who won uh, this past year. In fact, he came. Uh, this is the second time in because the year before he came, he got up there and he just completely broke down. He flew in from the Big Island oh. and he just completely lost it. He stopped. He started. He had this beautiful song, amazing voice, but he just. He didn't know how to get it and put it out on stage. So that that experience for him last year helped him win this past year. Because so that's he, he knew great. what to right, expect. Right, right, right. Right. It, was, it was very interesting. I never thought about time. Do these kids not have the brown bags opportunity anymore to perform? Because I think that really... I don't I see that like on OC16? What am I what watching? Do I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, that really would hold in your performance at a young age, right? I think, there, that, I think there was a... Um, I think Is there it? was a time, a long period, where brown bags was not around. And oh. then they, they recently brought, brought it back. back. Yeah. And kids are like, what's a brown bag? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Does that go with my water bottle? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Every kid now has a water bottle. It's crazy. And my, pet, my wife, and they all perpetuate this idea that you have to carry around, you know, 
20 ounces of water wherever you go. Yeah. And it drives me nuts. You mean like we, this? Like, like that. Like water bottle that I have. Water it bottle. has my kids on it. So, oh, yeah, that's well right. hydrated. That's you right. drink all that water in one day? I drink what a is lot that? Disneyland? Wow, yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Devin likes to travel, especially when Star Wars is involved. Oh, dude, can't wait to go, man. October, oh, you, I can't oh, you're wait. Going, you're going, wait, again? Oh, wait, is that when it's coming out? The new Star Wars, whatever? No, I'm, it's out already. It's out already. Yeah, okay. Now it's just going to see it and experience it. The rise, rise of, of, yeah, the rise of Skywalker. No. <laughs> Rise of the Jedi? <laughs> what is, I'm sorry, I don't follow it well enough. It's, it's okay. Anyway, the, the ride is, is happening, so the, the two rides are available, so we're going to go check it out. Are you, are you Sunway, a... Uh, Star Wars fan? Star Wars, or, well, yeah, amusement park ride person? Yeah, I like the rides. Okay, so let me ask you this, because Devin has brought this up. So there's this new ride, and online they have video of the ride. Like, you can kind of see what the ride is like. But Devin does not want to see it, or or your no, no, friends, no. your I, friends. I was okay with watching. Okay, it. yeah. There are people that mad. don't want to see it at all because they want to be surprised the first time they go on this ride, and okay. not have any information about it. Okay, right. so you're you're kind of like a normal person. No, no, I wouldn't <laughs> say that. <laughs> well, because a normal person would be like, all right, either way, you know, I'll see it or I don't see it. But it's a ride, you know. Yeah, he's uh, not like ruining a movie or anything. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, well, the, the the thing is, the Rise of the Resistance, the new ride, right? Rise it's, of the Resistance. You're supposed oh, to be Rise of the Resistance. Rise of the, you're supposed to be a, a rebel soldier that gets onto a star destroyer, and so it's a very immersive wow, experience. You know so a lot. you're yeah, you're riding through the star destroyer, <laughs> and there there um, uh, Kylo Ren shows up, and there's sword, uh, you know, lightsabers and the whole thing. But it's supposed to be this immersive experience, but so many people on like the first day, click, they got their, you know, their uh, GoPro out and they basically videoed the whole ride. So you could see the whole thing. Oh, I see. Before oh, it happens. Okay, and I had yeah. friends I would, who were I upset. I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, I don't think I would want to do that either. But I'd like to, I, I wouldn't care if I actually saw the physical ride. So when you're riding it, are you going to videotape it too on your phone? Of course Of course, yes. <laughs> you already saw it a thousand times. No, by you know what? I, Why the, would you want to? Well, the first time through, I'll usually just, try to sit back and enjoy it because otherwise you're looking at your phone to try and make sure that you've got it uh, uh, correctly uh, uh. balanced and then you're looking at the ride yeah but so i'll probably ride the first time <laughs> just to experience it and then the second time if we go then i'll probably videotape and anger more people where is it on disneyland 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 and disney world okay. they have they have both rides mm. so by the way remind me when you do do that because i have an osmo stabilizer oh so me too. you can hold you that can take two and you can, uh, yeah, <laughs> wave it in no, the air. No, you can give it to like one of your kids or. Oh no! I, I so as you're doing the video, do it's not gonna, it's not gonna be all do. shaky. Yeah, and, uh, it's whatever. great. The Osmos okay. are really good. Is that the small one with the little? No, it's it a little big. bit bigger. Huh? It looks like a uh, size of um, uh, oh, it's got like a, it's a mini gimbal basically. Yeah, yeah. mini gimbal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I it's really I, good. Do you like yeah, it? Yeah, I, I do like. Well. To be fair, I don't shoot as much video as I thought I would when I bought it, so I rarely use it. Oh, well, we should just oh. give it to me then. Yeah, I'll give like it to uh, yeah. But Oh, you know why we bought it was because at one time we were going to do a high sessions vlog. Mm. So I was supposed to run around Walk with that around thing with it, yeah. and um, talk and you know all and that kind like, of stuff. You were like, freak that, I don't know. You know, it, it's one of these things, over time you figure out what you're going to do and what you... I think that comes with age. Uh -huh. You know, when you're young, you try everything, but as you get older... There are things that I try, and within five minutes, I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna get into this. I, I know already." 
it's like uh, Dave always talks about Kusumoto, who's my partner with the High Session Show. When we first got the drone, you know, so the drone was a new thing. Mm-hmm. They took it out, they flew it around, and about 10 minutes in, he's like, yeah, we're going to have Kavika do this because this is not going to be my thing. And Kavika loves flying the drone, and he's great at it, you know, so you start to figure out what you're into, and running around doing a vlog, I just can't, I can't do it. Like, Sunway would be great. At vlogging? Vlogging, yeah. <laughs> but uh, me, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but um, Carl, also uh, one kind of cool thing that well, all, the three of you share is love for the water. She does a lot wow. of uh, that's right, and, yeah, that's right. Um, paddleboard and Carl's got all these paddleboards at his house and stuff. So those are just go? for show, though. They only collect dust now. It's super oh, very nice. Where do you go? Nowhere. Just not anymore. Just hangs oh. there as decoration oh. now. Those are. Where, like, you're, you're, because you're out on the east side. So yeah. where are your spots that you like to kind of? So, I just started going out by my house, which I never did before. But Paolo I, Bay. Yeah. Okay. So what, seconds? Okay. Over okay. there. Uh-huh. I never wanted. I always wanted to go out there. But well, okay. Wait. First, I started bodyboarding. That was my thing. So I bodyboarded once out at China Walls. Okay. Wow. Okay. That was it. Thank you enough. Yeah. Bye bye. Yeah. You have a hard time getting in and out. Never again. <laughs> Never again. I will just watch. It looks like so much fun until you try to get in and out of that place, right? Because when that's breaking, it's big and it's heavy, right? Mm. So yes. That was good. And then, oh, somebody wants to. I know, somebody wants out. <laughs> oh, is that, that, is that Kyle's dog? Yeah. That's a dog. Oh, okay. Roof. That's Bruno. Roof. And then? No, so then, um, so I was always bodyboarding. And then I was getting old, and I was like, I should. And I and I longboarded too. I did that for a while. But then, then everybody got the stand up, right? Mm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I got my stand up, and I was the past few years just trying to get still get used to it. Did you always stand up? No, I used to dabble here and there in like longboarding and stuff. Do you, does the, the paddle feel weird to you? You know, I, for these when I first started. Um, I was just going in Alamana for exercise back yeah, and yeah, me the too. channel. Yeah. And it's, it was pretty fun, you know. But, but when then, you get on a wave. Uh, yeah, I never took it on waves or anything. Oh, you I didn't just, do that. I got too lazy after a while. Never reached that <laughs> point. Oh, okay. Yeah, theme uh, like I said, the thing is, that it, it literally is just decoration here. So if you ever want to borrow it. Oh, I got, I have, but it. thank you. Yeah. No, so I, I was the same like you. So I was always just kind of, I would go out to the Mokuluas or, yeah. uh-huh. or, do, or do Alamana or, or Waikiki. Mm-hmm. And then she was at Lanikai Beach more than I was, and I live in Kailua. Yeah, so I'm yeah. taking a, it was so a nice. picture of Lanikai, and I'm like, hey. Yeah, but then, um, then I took it out on some waves, and it was okay. And I, but I always wanted to go in front of our house, but I didn't feel comfortable because of the China Walls experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I met this guy in my yoga class, and he's a surfer, and he, he lives near me. And he was like, I'll take you. You want to go? And I was like, okay, so I just recently started going out oh, good. over there a second. Where do you launch from, though? Um, there's like a lane. Yeah, yeah, off Portlock Road. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And then it's super, super slippery steps down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I've, I've been out at point like diving, you know, spearfishing yeah. and stuff. Oh, yeah. And you got to climb back up, but you got to wait till the wave yeah, it lifts comes you up. up. Yeah, it lifts you up. Yeah. But and when you're looking from the top down, when it goes down, it's like, oh, that doesn't look too bad. But when you're in the water, yeah. 
and the thing goes down and it's like 10, yeah. even 10 feet and you see all rock in front of you right scary. It, it's scary it's scary so you don't want to go up and then get stuck and the water recedes and now you're just hanging there <laughs> <laughs> you know and that's the part that's kind of freaky about it but you don't see kind it from of, the it's top it's really freaky yeah it's, when yeah. the first few times you experience something like that it's like oh man I think I might die <laughs> <laughs> and they, they tell you right let go yeah you're right. like oh, no, no, let, let go, go. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. but your your initial oh. reaction is to hold on because yeah. you feel like you're gonna fall but yeah I've never you have to explain this better to me because the three of you have experienced I've never seen this before okay okay it's like an elevator ride pretty so, much so th- there's a there's a drop off just yeah. a straight cliff that goes I shouldn't say cliff but it's because it's only maybe a 12 feet drop okay okay and the water comes all the way up so that it's to, to your feet yeah and then it recedes about 12 feet down and then it comes up and down and up and down so you just jump in the water to get yeah. into the water to get in right the water. but then coming out of the water you gotta time it with you that gotta time yeah. when the wave comes up you grab on and you pull yourself back onto the rock but if the water recedes you're just hang and then it goes down about 12 feet and then you have to wait until another wave comes so that the that the water comes back comes up so lifts, yeah. lifts lift you, you back yeah. up yeah. And, uh, and that's the only way in and out Unless you want and to swim all the way, you know, a mile back to shore on the other side of that, mm. you know, yeah. the, the, the it's, thing. It's, it can be kind of sketchy, really. Yeah. yeah. It can be sketchy. Yeah. And it's and the thing now, like, tourists are always oh, really? over there. And you just watch these people because they feel super confident because they've seen something on Instagram or YouTube. Right. And right. And oh, they man. think, I'm going to go try this. Man. You just pray for them, like, please don't die. Well, Insta- <laughs> Instagram is crazy because mm. you look at um, where everyone watches the waves around by Sandy Beach. Yeah. It's packed with people. I've never seen that many people before. Yeah. And then the light, Makapu Lighthouse Trail. Oh, my gosh, packed. the cars. Yeah, yeah, cars are lined up and down everywhere. Cocoa Head, Stair Hike. It's just like... So I can see that from my house. Uh-huh. And night and day, there are people going up. And yep. now... Uh, daily on the daily there are people coming down at night with flashlights so you see yep. a whole like train of flashlights of people coming down wow. eight o'clock at night every night what yeah yeah so instagram it's has really changed everything much instagram yeah. ruined kailua yes yeah, yeah. it ruined yeah. i'm sorry it ruined everything yeah it <laughs> did <laughs> you know those cocoa head stairs give a shout out to uh chris lieben who's a ufc fighter well he was a ufc fighter but um, not anymore but he used to live here and train here I used to see that dude going up the Cocoa Head stairs hike with an 80 pound um, punching bag but wow. he would carry it and run up the stairs did you used to do it a lot? I used to do it a lot I used to do it at least once or twice a week who yeah, you? I used to do it yeah. a lot too wow this is a long time that. ago this is uh, a big fat belly ago but then but. it got really <laughs> crowded right? No, I just got really lazy. Oh, okay. And then I stopped. <laughs> and then it got really crowded. No, you know what happened? Was someone got stabbed there once. Oh, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then yeah. that was right when I started slowing down. So I was like, eh, maybe I don't, <laughs> no, need, that. I don't need to go. <laughs> I don't need to go up there. I walked from the parking lot to the base of the stairs and walked back to my car. Oh, really? Yeah. So you've seen this, the b- bottom of the stairs? Yeah. That's yeah. a start. Yeah, it's a start. It's good. It's not bad. Kyle <laughs> talks about his um, exercise routine about getting the mail. Yeah. Oh. Out there. And Hardcore. Back in the day. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hardcore. <laughs> So Sunway, so where can people find you on a regular basis? Uh, playing music. Yeah, playing music. <laughs> I was like, you can find me at my house. <laughs> uh, uh, we are at LBLE, which is at the Hilton Waikiki Beach Hotel. That's our steady gig. And currently okay. it's Thursday, Friday, and Saturdays um, because Tahiti is 
off wow, Thursday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Yeah. Wow. So we're oh. And how long do you? What time do you play over there? Uh, seven to ten. Seven to ten. Wow, man, that's. It's, it's yeah, it, you know, but it's it's um it's a lounge gig, so uh, some people I think if they see something online that we've done and they don't understand that it's not the full band. Yeah. So mm. I mean, but we do our best. So it's, who does it consist of? Just you? It's either me and one of my guitar players and my bass player, or me and my. No percussions though. So occasionally, but oh, okay. uh, we are very close to the front desk. Mm. Front desk does uh, not appreciate oh. percussion, sadly. <laughs> I was I was telling Kyle so um, last night I I played a gig at the Blue Note. Oh yeah. It was for this uh, ukulele picnic event here, and there's this man. His name is Mr. Sekiguchi. He's a big big star in Japan, and um, but he loves the ukulele. So every year they do this uh, Japanese, I shouldn't say Japanese, it's just an ukulele event. And so they have the big concert, which is out at Kakaako Beach Park. And this year they decided to do a Blue Note. So it was uh, the Sekiguchi band, it was me and Lopaka and some other, and Kalei Gamiyan, Richard Gideon, and then Taimane was the other act there. But Sekiguchi has this percussionist girl. And she's like, she's really cute. Japanese, like, not, you know, you would just think of her as like a Japanese tourist or something. But she plays with Mr. Sekiguchi, and his stuff is very, um, very jazz-oriented and slow. It's not. It's not. When it's, when you do this, are you doing cajon? Cajon, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm making I'm making the cajon the cajon, cajon gestures. gestures. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wait, wait. So they explain that because right now it just sounds know, to them like you're doing something with your I hands. Know. Okay. So he is playing. He, so Sekiguchi san plays ukulele, but she she's the percussionist, so she's playing the cajon and. She has a djembe. moving his hands. Yeah, yeah. I speak as down, if, like as slapping if playing a, a cajon, cajon on yeah, the yeah. ground. Because yeah. there are different yeah. gestures, yeah. you know, bongos. Yeah, bongo yeah. yeah right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His, his hands are down lower. Calm yeah. down. Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> but backstage, her and Lopaka were chatting it up. And then uh, Lopaka goes, uh, hey, you know, this uh, girl, she wants to come up and, and jam with us later. And so I was like, oh, yeah, okay, sure, you know. And so we play, we play a song. Lopaka comes out with his djembe, and she sits on her cajon and stuff. And we start throwing solos, and this chick starts ripping, like oh, wow. Lopaka, cool. like just completely keeping up with Lopaka. I mean, I, I was blown away, and oh. you could tell she was just ready to cut to just loose. go for, cut loose, yeah. you know. And so, and that was that was so impressive. I've never Did been anybody so, videotape it. I, I don't know. Oh, I don't think so. Somebody must. Have. Oh. I'm sure someone's got it on their phone out yeah. there, but that yeah. was that was super interesting because because in, in the other band she doesn't. She doesn't do that because the music is not that way, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, man, that, she plays that appropriate girl, to the music. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Amazing, yeah. Go, but right? man, she could when she let go. It's like holy cow! This is not. Mm. She's freaking awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, so so <laughs> two, sorry, sorry, I completely went off on the tangent. <laughs> Thursday, Friday, I liked Saturday. it. It was interesting. <laughs> Seven to ten. And but if it, you if you have by the way, and if you haven't had a chance to see her play in a lounge setting. Um, you really should go because she's able to sort of um, take, make new arrangements of songs. Mm. <laughs> um, there's stuff that she's recorded, uh, but also um, I think it allows for the other players to like you guys interact a lot more. Yeah, it's very you know? casual. Yeah, it's super yeah, casual. Yeah. So um, and you make Harry sing, which is awesome. Everybody sings. Every, every, it's a requirement. <laughs> yeah. It's really a requirement. Oh, your your husband can sing he's really well. He's a phenomenal. Well. Singer. He's a phenomenal. Oh, wow, okay. He's okay. probably okay. of all the things that he does, that's what he does the absolute best. Yeah. Okay. He's a, which is the thing that I didn't even realize he did. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he didn't sing for the longest time, and then I heard him sing and went, 
What the hell? You've been holding back, man. Yeah, and when he's comfortable, then you really get yeah, it, you know. Yeah. But he um he has tremendous uh, stage fright. Oh. Really debilitating. Interesting. Stage fright. So it's taken a while to get him comfortable. Now, I would say within the last six months, he's gotten really, really comfortable. Mm. So it's really. He's so good. Man. He's so he's good. He's so good. Yeah. Uh, are you? Do you know Aaron Kimura? Yeah, I remember Aaron Kimura. Okay. I don't know if he remembers me. Aaron Kimura used to tell me, because he used to play a lot of disco back in the day, to show you how old Aaron is. <laughs> but uh, he used to tell me he had a bandmate that would throw up before every gig. Oh, wow. Because they had such bad stage fright. Yeah. And I always thought, like, if it came down to that, I probably just would not play. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to throw up every single time I got on stage. You know what I mean? Because like, I think once you get up there, the... Yeah, once the he got up there, he was right? fine. But, mm. but he would just, before the gig, every single gig... And I can see the first time you ever play, but man, if I, if that was my routine, <laughs> but some I mean there have been some great performers who have horrible stage fright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just I don't know what it takes to overcome that. Mm. When yeah. we when me and Devin were doing the plays, we yeah, had a, uh, yeah, we had a friend uh, that would literally throw up before every time uh, he went on stage. Yeah. Huh. And he was the lead guy. Oh yeah. my gosh! And so he did it multiple times. Yeah. So it's like that desire to perform. Yeah, overrode. Oh, yeah, that. he's yeah, fine amazing. all the way up until that stage light goes on, and then he'd be on the side. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, but I'm yakking right now, so yeah. he, I guess the show's about to yeah. start. <laughs> I'm gonna hold well, the curtain for just a second, please. Well, let's just hope he didn't have a kiss scene with one of the oh, actresses. Oh, well, he did. Yeah, he did. Actually, he's oh, a romantic lead. Yeah, he's a romantic lead. Really? So. Well, I mean, it's like a, it was a local place. No, so I'm gonna barf. One of those chase yeah. kiss oh, okay, things. Right, yeah, yeah, but still. Yeah. Well, we didn't have to kiss him, so it was all good. Yeah, we're all fine. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. Back to Sunway. So people yes. can find you. So they can go down. Yeah, they, they can, can see go down you live. To the lounge. What about? Uh, should they follow you on Instagram? Yeah, follow me on Instagram. And on Facebook, my Facebook's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. <laughs> oh, and MySpace, are you still there? I I don't I probably. <laughs> Let's search for you on MySpace. I don't know. Yeah. Like the is Boys of Summer still up? Can you guys still? Yeah, you is can that, still download. Or is that the yep, is that I the checked. song we that should not be named because it was such a hassle? You, know, you want to hear the story about that? This yes. is a story. Yes, please tell the story. So Boys of Stum- Boys of Summer. <laughs> <laughs> the Don Henley song, right? The Don Henley mm-hmm. song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not. I don't think you can find it. Um, I found it on YouTube last night. La- where? Just searching. Really? Yeah. Okay, so we recorded the Boys of Summer. Well, uh, because we wanted we wanted to make an iPhone video. Oh, that's right. That's yes. the one I found. Yeah. 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 So it was iPhone four. Mm-hmm. Ten years ago. First, first iPhone that had HD video. So we're like, okay, we're gonna make a video. Oh, we gotta record a song. So we recorded Boys of Summer. Mm-hmm. And just an acoustic version, we did it, like, just overnight kind of thing. And then we went out and we recorded this video. And we just got super lucky because um, it was a gorgeous day. Mm-hmm. And Harry, my bass player, Harry Ladera, owns a production company, one of the best here. So he has access to a lot of really great talent, and cameramen and things like that, equipment. So we had the benefit of that. We had the benefit of a beautiful day and a nice song. And then we did this video and we put it on YouTube. And then it started like racking up, like and people were viewing it and viewing it um, because it came out really nice. And, uh, and that was fine. And it led to a lot of good things. And then, and then I don't know how many years went by. Uh, the first time, how many times it got taken down? First time it got muted. Uh, the first time it got muted. 
And then on YouTube? On YouTube. Huh. And so I wrote to YouTube and I was we had we had the rights, we had the recording rights. We had paid for the recording rights. Mm. Um and so I somehow they turned it back on and then it rode for a while and then and then one morning I put it on Facebook and I, I didn't link the YouTube. I actually uploaded to Facebook. Okay. And it got popular again because these people had never seen it before. And then it was fine. And then I don't know, like a year later, suddenly I couldn't get into my Facebook. What? Oh. Yeah. They, they had blocked me from access to Facebook. And I was like, what the, what is going on? So then I got an email from Facebook saying that I had been flagged for Ooh. copyright infringement. Okay. And I was like, for what? And they're like, Boys of Summer, Don Henley's song, Ch- um, Warner, no, Universal, Universal mm-hmm. Music Group. And I was like, no, but we have the rights, da, da, da. And they're like, no, this is, you don't, and blah, blah, blah. If you'd like to take it up with the person who, who flagged it, you're, you're welcome to do that. That's the only person who will ever get you back onto Facebook. Right, yep. And I was Believe like, you me, I've been through this. Uh, I'm, this is very familiar. So I didn't know at that time yeah. that Facebook did not have rights to um, let people use music. music. Oh, wow. And sync rights. Yep. So um, I started interacting with the attorney for Universal Music Group. And I wrote to him and I was like, hey, man, I am sorry. I don't know what's going on. We've got the licenses for blah, blah, blah. He's like, nope. He would like send back like these two word sentences. Oh, wow. And I was like, no, you don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I I just use Facebook for fun. Like, I'm not trying to make any money here and I don't make any money. And uh, we have a license. And then he then he actually walked me through it. And he Mm. said, I will um, release it. You got to pull it down pull it down and and so I did everything that he said and he said the only way you can do it is if you link from uh, um, a licensed platform so for example YouTube oh interesting so YouTube it was and then just this past summer 2019 yep we got a um, we got an email from a record company in Europe saying um, that they had gotten a message that we had broken the top 100 iTunes downloads in Austria, Boys wow. of Summer, for the Boys wow. of Summer. <laughs> and we were like, what? Like, what number are we? It's like 71. You're number 71 in all of Austria with the Boys of Summer. And that song had gone on to get picked up by um, Warner Brothers and put on a really cool compilation record. Cool. And so it went all over Europe and stuff, but it was all, everything was clear. But somehow... Daheli got mad again, and the next thing you know, it was off of YouTube, and it's down forever. It's oh. they just pulled it down, and they said you don't have the license. And I was like, you know, I'm sick. This song is ten years old. It was just for this video. If if it's such a big deal, it's not necessary, and so it's gone. Do you think Don Henley was the one flagging you? I don't think he was. <laughs> I'm crazy, right? I know. I'm sure he has um, <laughs> people who work for him. Yeah, wow. YouTube, YouTube is an interesting animal, and uh, we don't have time to go into it now, but uh, y- yeah, there, there are different ways that people can copyright flag, basically, your videos, yeah. and we had to go through all of that, too. It, it's interesting because audio is different than video. Audio has certain rules that are set in place already. Video is kind of a new landscape, yeah. so it's not yeah. all set up yet, so it's a little bit of a wild west out there. It was nuts, because this has gone on for 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Right, right, With right. this one song... 
um, and various licenses and various no, non-licenses. <laughs> so it's just been, it was interesting. It was really cool. But it was cool that it actually charted somewhere. Yeah. And cool. and I was getting all these messages on my Instagram from people from Blastria. <laughs> Do people request it at your lounge all gigs? The time, or not? All the time. Yeah. So people you play it? Specifically okay. come for that song. Because oh, cool. our version is really different. Uh-huh. Very really, different. Really yeah. different. Cool. But I'm surprised that it can be found because I thought they pulled it all. Yeah. Well, Just ask Kyle. He'll find yeah. all kinds of funky right stuff. Right on. Yeah, I'll show you. Well, Kyle, um, anything up with you this coming week? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. you, should go, you should go stand up. Nothing exciting. All right. And you can always find Devin on Kumu 94.7 in the mornings. Devin, you are a saint for waking up that early to entertain mm. people. Yes, you are. Man. I don't know about the entertaining part, but I, I get up that you're, early. You're there. I am there. You are there. I am there. I find you entertaining. Thank you. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> but it's because you know me as a person. That's why. I'm sleeping so. when it you're on. It enhances it. <laughs> and uh, let's see. You can find me this week at Nico's Kailua, February right. 25th. I'll be there 6 to 8 p.m. Very rare to get out of the house and go to Kailua. So uh, come on down. Uh, request stuff. I will not play it. I want to sit in and sing. Yeah, have Devin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come down. Six to eight. <laughs> Devin Nicoba will be joining us on stage. Only because it's writing Kailua. So yeah, yeah. it's easy for me to get All right, to. Let's do it. Okay, well, Sunway, thank you so much for doing this. Thank Thanks you for, for coming out. Me. It was thank fun. You, Sunway. It was fun. Thank, you. thank you. And we'll see you at a gig sometime soon. Oh, so, we'll, come, we'll bring you back and we'll talk about cats. Yeah, let's talk about <laughs> she cats. She wanted to talk yeah. about cats. Come <laughs> on. Enough with the cats. All right, until next time, everybody have a great week and aloha. 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 Okay.